Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. I tell you, people, a brilliant, brilliant Anna. She's indeed, and I really enjoy the uh, vibe that comes through. And Alhamdulillah, joining us uh, this morning is our very own uh, Mufti Ibrahim Smith. Mufti Saab, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. And tell me, how are you doing this morning, uh, Mufti Saab? Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi Taala wa Barakatuh. Shafat Yusuf and all our wonderful listeners out there. Indeed, it's a wonderful Jumaa nearing the end of Shaaban now. In anticipating the glorious month of Ramadan, G. Absolutely, uh, Mufti Saba. Halan wa salan ya Ramadan. You are honored the month of the Noble Quran. Your questions are flying through, Mufti Saba. It says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Shafaat. Can women do business during Jumma? Hey, Alavo, Kalf Mark, Mufti. G. Uh, Shafaat, it is permissible. Remember, people, that uh, Jumma is not compulsory upon females. So because it's not wajib and compulsory upon females, they will only perform salatul duhr. And as such, they can continue doing their business, permissible business dealings, even during the blessed hour of your mujuma, if need be. If there's no need, no problem, inshallah. If they have a need, then they can continue doing their businesses without any harm or sin upon them, G. Yeah, make sure you sell the rosewood honey, eh? Yeah, when you're doing that business. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Is the relaxation of some COVID rules by the government employed to bring back a lockdown again? Good question. Yes, uh, Shivad, very, very good question. Uh, the possibility exists. We might still see future possible lockdowns, although it is a hampering economic growth, etc. Uh, but we've seen in the past what happens when the uh, rules are relaxed. And the restrictions are eased, and then uh, we are hit with a new variant and most probably new uh, lockdowns as well. And uh, I've read the other day that the WHO said that they are only, or we are only midway through the pandemic. So if it takes two years to reach almost midway, then most probably another two years, then uh, we'll have to continue uh, suffer and uh, go through all these difficulties. You know, so people people shouldn't be too happy at this uh, point in time. Uh, by enjoying all these relaxations because it might just be kept uh, and uh, used against us in future by saying that you people must behave and because of that we have a new uh, increase in uh, daily cases etc and uh, that is how they will bring back certain measures again G. I am uh, suffering from cancer and it results in my body being weak. Uh, Should I still fast in Ramadan? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant Shifa Kamil complete cure to all our critically ill, uh, terminally ill, and all other people suffering from all various different illnesses and sicknesses out there. If a person suffers from uh, cancer and the person is on medication or going for chemotherapy, etc., then of course a person's uh, body becomes very, very weak. Because remember, cancer is one type of sore. It sort of eats away the flesh inside. So a person loses muscle and tissue, etc., and that weakens a person, you know. So, yes, if you've consulted your medical Muslim doctor and uh, that uh, doctor has advised you not to fast, then uh, do adhere to the advice of the medical practitioner. Uh, if you find a day or so where you are physically strong and uh, you feel that you can uh, perform fast on that particular day, then no problem, inshallah, as long as you do not kill yourself, meaning by abstaining from the necessary medication, that you are required to take daily. So do take that into consideration as well before making an informed decision of whether to fast or not. 
Uh, is there a Sunnah dua uh, to be read as Ramadan approaches, Mufti? Part of the beauty of Islam is that we anticipate and await all those beautiful things and good deeds and actions, first and foremost with the prayer of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, with certain du'as, etc. So even for uh, awaiting the month of Ramadan, Rasulullah sallallahu is taught this ummah, one beautiful du'a to make, you know, and that is Allah, Allahumma sallim li li Ramadan, wa sallim Ramadan li, uh, wa sallimu li mutaqabbala, that Ya Allah, uh, safeguard and protect me uh, for the month of Ramadan and safeguard and protect the month of Ramadan for me also. So one is asking protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that one can witness and be able to witness the month of Ramadan. We see so many people passing away, etc. So we don't know if we will be alive also. And then is asking Allah to protect Ramadan for us, meaning we should enjoy and derive maximum benefit from the glorious month of Ramadan by increase uh, or increasing our good deeds, uh, tilawat, etc. And then, of course, acceptance at the end of the month of Ramadan. It is also very, very important, uh, respected uh, listeners out there, that uh, no use doing all these type of actions. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rejects it at the end of Ramadan. So we want to be paid our reward in full. And that's why we're asking in completing the dua by asking Allah to grant us complete acceptance after the month of Ramadan. Ji. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti and Shafat. Is it permissible to change my last name? Shafat, it is permissible for a person to change uh, his or her last name, bearing in mind that we're not negating our lineage, uh, we're not negating our nasab, you know. It is not because we want to cut off family ties or we don't want to be associated with our biological parents. So if that uh, uh, seems to be our main reasons and concern, then it will not be permissible for a person uh, to change our surnames. Yes. If our surnames have some religious connotation or with affiliation to other denominations, other religions, Hindus, it is a complete distraction, let alone the Xbox and PS5 and all these other devices that has been created to enslave our kids both mentally and taking them away from the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, as a parent, you should make a concerted effort during the month of Ramadan, using it as a training ground to teach your children how to spend their time more productively. Uh, engaging in, in uh, reading them stories from Sahaba, uh, that will also be an ibadah for you, you know, teaching them how to eat a sunnah way, how to rest a sunnah style. All of these things are uh, actions in ibadah if a person does it sincerely for Allah's sake, and the, if the intentions are there. Uh, in that way, you will also be engaging in the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because once you teach a child anything related to Islam, then that is also one of the greatest forms of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah make it easy for you. One thing we should learn is how to manage our time, uh, but of course, constructively. Uh, Mufti Saba, what is the ruling of fasting after 15th of Shaban? Uh, yes, uh, people, the fasting, the 15th of Sha'ban, Rasulullah in one had a particular hadith, is actually uh, uh, prohibited us from fasting after the 15th of Sha'ban, unless, of course, it is in the nature of a person, a person was used to or is used to fasting uh, Mondays and, and Thursdays, you know, that is part of his, of his uh, monthly uh, 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 sort of actions uh, that he does. If that is the case, uh, then Rasulullah is permitted for that person to continue fasting until Ramadan approaches, but if it is not part of the habit of a person uh, to fast uh, Mondays and Thursdays in the uh, the white days, etc., and then of course a person should then refrain from fasting until the month of Ramadan dawns upon us. Can a father make a wasiyah to his daughter from a previous marriage? 
uh, we cannot make a wasiya. A wasiya is actually a bequest, you know, that you're bequesting some things uh, to your uh, people, certain people that you specified at the time of your demise. They will most probably take ownership of that. Now, because uh, your daughter of a previous marriage is still regarded as your daughter, if it is a legitimate child, then that child will automatically inherit from your estate. So any person that will inherit from a person's uh, estate upon his or her's demise, that person cannot be made a wasiyatu, you cannot bequest anything to that person because Islam in Sharia has already prescribed a specific uh, giving that that person will be getting at the end of uh, a person's demise. So no wasiyah for children and no wasiyah for those of our heirs who will be inheriting from us. Wasiyah can be up to one third and it can be made to any non-age. Uh, Mufti, we are three ibadat uh, females who want to go for Umrah but we don't have any Mahram. Can we go, Mufti? Yes, uh, we cannot say that uh, we are Ibadah people if we want to travel alone like that, Shafat. Uh, Saudi has opened it up. I don't think that females require a Mahram there. But that, that is not what Islam uh, says, and that is not the rulings of Islam. A person or a female shouldn't travel uh, beyond 78 to 80 kilometers without a Mahram, even if it is a few hours flight, a 10 hours flight to Saudi Arabia still. Uh, that won't be considered an ibadah because the females will be leaving uh, the house without any mahram in, in that way uh, that Allah's curse will be upon them and they'll be violating sharia and the teachings of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa So until and unless you people can find a mahram to accompany uh, yourselves on the journey to uh, Umrah, then uh, you should rather remain at home and uh, engage in other types of ibadah, inshallah. I got a new uh, security company for you, Mufti Saab. Mahram. Mahram security. The best security. What do you think of that, Mufti? <laughs> yes, uh, Shafata, you know that the uh, Mahram and Mahkram also. So when the stomach is cramping, they call it Mahkram. So we be <laughs> very, very careful. <laughs> yes, piano. Okay, we we'll go for the uh, former, not the latter. Assalamu alaikum. If I have uh, to work uh, night shifts uh, from uh, 6 p.m. to 5 a.m., um, is there Kaza Salah for Sarabi? <laughs> Mufti? Yes, and the Hanafi mother person needs to perform a Salat of Tarawih. So what you can do is during your breaks, uh, if you work night shift, you know that you have time to eat uh, certain meals, etc. You can read some of your Salat of Tarawih. You can read it in there because it is very, very meritorious and it is it holds very, very uh, great reward for a person. So a person would not want to throw his Salat of Tarawih away, especially in the month of Ramadan. All these Nafal Salah will come on the day of uh, Qiyamah when a person is a shortfall in his Fard Salah and then Allah will look at these Nafal Salah and Allah will take from there to fill up uh, there where we had a shortfall of our foraid. So that's why we should be very, very careful when neglecting uh, these uh, nafal salahs, you know. So uh, yes, a person can then read whatever is uh, uh, physically uh, possible for him to, to read Salatul Tarawih, uh, as long as a person is engaged in uh, reading that uh, Salatul Tarawih. For utmost best, try to read at least uh, 20 raka'ats. And uh, even if you read short, uh, your recitation of the Quran, even if it be short, uh, as long as you've completed uh, that uh, amount of rakats, G. Yeah, and if it does, eight rakats, Mufti Saab. Shafat, you know that uh, whatever is physically possible for him uh, because of the circumstances that he finds himself in. So uh, he can read eight, and then most probably during the next break, he can complete again uh, uh, the, the remaining uh, balance of that uh, 20 rakats, you know, so as long as he reads his uh, Salatul Tarawih, G.
Uh, Mufti Sahib, is uh, Zakah uh, discharged uh, before the lunar year uh, passes uh, uh, valid? In order for Zakah to be valid, it is discharged beforehand. One needs to ascertain first and make sure that a person has the nisab at hand because only when a person has the nisab amount uh, in a person's account and there will be uh, money uh, during the time of discharging it, then a person can discharge it. But however, the intention should be made shafat. It won't be zakat if a person does not make the intention to taking or taking the money out at the time of giving it. If there's no intention, a person, of course, will have to repay that amount. So make your intention. Uh, make sure that you have uh, the nisab amount in the account. And then, inshallah, in that way, uh, you can pay your zakat early. I started the Quran Katham on my phone app. Uh, do I need uh, ablution to recite uh, Mufti Saab? A person does not require hudu and ablution when reading from uh, the Quran apps that we find uh, on uh, Google Play or iPhone or etc. What you should avoid is touching those verses, Shafat. For that, uh, hudu is required. A person can scroll. Yes, if you have a stylus, if you have one of those smartphones, you know, we use a stylus. And, uh, but then you have to be careful. You can page exactly on the side of the page, uh, scrolling up and down. But do not touch the verses of the Quran, even if it be in app form, when you are not in a state of hudu. And be careful uh, when you enter the toilet, etc. With these apps, make sure that you close the app properly. Uh, that is part of the etiquette and adab in dealing with the glorious Quran. G. Yeah, Yusuf, now you know Mufti Ibrahim's got the stylus phone, eh? <laughs> He's uh, got style, this Mufti Saab. He's got the latest phone. Assalamu alaikum. Is it permissible to pat uh, utility bills with interest money? Hey, I don't know how that works, Mufti. Uh, I think that they're asking if it is permissible to pay water, electricity, etc. using riba money, using interest money. So we cannot do that. That will be deriving personal benefit from interest money. Remember that uh, utility bills, a person uh, must pay. There's no getting away from that. We're not living on love and fresh air. So somehow, somewhere you have to pay because it takes money to get uh, these resources uh, to a person's house. So you must pay it from your salary. You must pay it from whatever funds you have besides interest money. Interest money, you will take and you will give it uh, to poor Muslims people uh, that you see uh, that are below the bread line. You give it to them without hoping for reward and without requesting a dua also, G. Uh, Mufti Saab, our company offers a free medical aid uh, to its workers. Is it permissible to use this uh, medical aid? It is permissible. See, if it, if the company offers or the government offers to its employees, etc., then it will be permissible uh, to make use of the benefits of such a medical aid because you have not uh, uh, subscribed to medical aid voluntarily. Uh, remember, medical aid also has its uh, cons uh, and uh, has haram elements, uh, which include interest, which include uh, gambling, uh, horror, uncertainty, and uh, horror harm also, because you're paying in most of the time, you can't even claim for what you have paid. There's always co-payments, and then this hospital you can go to, that hospital you cannot go to. So all these elements uh, uh, makes uh, medical aid impermissible generally. No, But if the government offers it to you or your company offers it to you, then uh, it is permissible for you to use because you're not paying for that. It is an incentive from uh, their side, Shafaji. Can a child lead a Tarawi Salah, Mufti? Uh, 
correct opinion for those people following the Hanafi Madhab, it is impermissible for a child uh, to lead a Salah and likewise Salah to Tarawih also uh, in order to be the Imam or leading a congregation in any of uh, the Salawat, a person needs to be Balik and because a child we speak about the child uh, or a minor someone who's not Balik, then it is impermissible if the person is Balik of course in his younger, 11, 12 years old but is Balik already uh, then it will be permissible for the child uh, to lead and read Salat al-Tarawih on behalf of uh, the congregation G. I'm a revert. Uh, please explain what is the difference between a Maulana and a Mufti. Mufti Saab. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, Shafat, they have some confusion uh, there. You know, sometimes people embrace Islam and they will have to get used to all these uh, Arabic terminologies that are being used. So your uh, Maulana is an alim that is studied uh, uh, six years or so in, uh, in an institution, a Darulum, and after that, uh, he graduates. He studied the uh, sciences of the Quran, the Arabic language, and of course, uh, hadith and uh, jurisprudence, fiqh, etc., and all these things. Then a mufti is someone who, after completing those uh, six years, he goes into postgraduate studies. He studies for another three, four years, except, uh, depending on uh, how long or where did he enroll in which institute, and they will specialize in uh, the answering of uh, queries uh, and, of course, in the formulation of proofs and uh, mastering the fatawa books and all these other sciences that are related to a field called ifta or tahasu specialization. So this is the difference between uh, the two. And uh, that's why uh, uh, people, when they get confused and they don't know who to ask, you know. So, of course, in any field, you will ask those specialist uh, people. Like same when you go to a hospital, you won't go for a medical uh, uh, procedure uh, by a normal GP. Rather, you will ask who's the specialist in charge. So same thing in Islam also. It uh, works exactly the same, G. Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. I have a job where I get paid in cash. I used to work before and I used to pay a tax. Now that I don't show an income in my bank account, I'm eligible for Sasa grants. Can I take advantage of it, Mufti? Shafat, if you don't take it, who's going to take it? People who's getting also are taking it. Everyone is taking. So the government gives it as incentives uh, for the people to help and assist them. And uh, if you are eligible and uh, you feel you have a need for that, then by all means go and take it. Someone else will take it. There are people who are claiming Sasa money, uh, people working for government, uh, using it fraudulently, etc. So Muslims are very honorable people. You know, they won't uh, con, lie, cheat and steal, etc. But if the opportunity affords itself to you, whereby you have less of an income and you can do what that uh, stipend the government is giving and you are eligible, then you may take it and use it by all means, G. Yeah, as uh, Mufti says, if, uh, yeah, you can help uh, some Dawah organizations uh, with that too. Yeah, you know, maybe you know, Mufti, you can talk to Mufti and uh, maybe the bodies and see what they say about that. Mufti Saba, uh, you're absolutely uh, brilliant this uh, morning, and uh, perhaps uh, you know there is this uh, Russia-Ukraine story. Uh, the uh, priest Mokaba um, from the church, he says uh, uh, the South African government should, uh, yeah. To uh, side with the with uh, the with the West over Russia, and uh, you, you made an informed uh, decision. Tell them what you told them, uh, Mufti Saab. I said we shouldn't side with neither of them. This is a battle between two big Christian groups, Orthodox uh, Christianity and uh, this new neo-Nazi uh, regime from uh, Ukraine. 
So remember, both of them were enemies of Islam and still are enemies of Islam. Both of them attacked uh, Iraq and, uh, in, in fact, Russia also attacked uh, uh, the Syrian people and uh, giving support that side. So neither of them uh, we can take as friends or support either side. We only support inside with those Muslims and we should focus on the suffering of uh, the Palestinian people and elsewhere in the world where our Muslims are suffering. We cannot side. In fact, I, I, I salute the government for not siding with any one of uh, these two camps. At least for once, they did something good uh, that uh, I can actually commend them. Other than that, uh, you know, I've got a lot of criticisms leveled at them, G. Absolutely, Mufti Sahib, and Alhamdulillah, you were someone that came from uh, that level of the struggle. And, you you know, many don't know that you were even incarcerated for being a member of uh, the freedom movement. And it seemed as if, you know, in Cape Town, it was Imam Harun and many that did fight uh, the struggle there. And, you know, they were very vociferous about it. But uh, very little is known about that, uh, Mufti Sahib. Yes, uh, Shafat, uh, mostly the Muslims or those who took part in the struggle, not much is known about them uh, except uh, Imam Harun and a few other icons uh, that were associated with the struggle. Myself also, I was caught, beaten up, incarcerated, uh, tortured, etc. At a very, very young age, I think I was uh, 15, 16 years old that time. And uh, we were part of the liberation struggle. That's why I'm not scared of any government in this, because they did the worst to me th- during those days. And that's why, uh, and we don't want any accolades from them. But certainly the Muslims played their part in liberating this country from the clutches of apartheid at the height of of that, you know. So uh, and then there's also other people, there's many uh, Shafat, uh, you know, Muslim uh, people that uh, were involved here in the, in uh, the struggle for the liberation of South Africa. And that's why we cannot see the country go down the gutters right now, G. Yeah, Mufti, I can see the smile on your face. And what about uh, Abdus Salam Ibrahim of Pagad? Where is he now, Mufti Saab? He's busy, he's busy. I met him uh, some time ago. He came to visit here because uh, the base is just uh, down the road uh, from us where we have the Illumino, so they decide. And uh, sometimes they pop in here to ask if everything is still okay. So even uh, that uh, uh, person, uh, and there's others as well that I can remember names popping up uh, in my mind, you know, that were all actively involved in the apartheid uh, struggle. However, nowadays they are very, very quiet. Uh, We don't hear much of them. The spotlight is of them. The spotlight is only on certain individuals as if those people alone liberated South Africa. Well, Mufti Sahib, you're absolutely brilliant this, this morning. Your parting words before I let you go. Yeah, Shafat, you know, Allah, Allah grant us the ability and opportunity to see the beautiful month of Ramadan. And may Allah forgive all our shortcomings and our mistakes, etc. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant Shifa Kamil for every person that is sick out there and alleviate the poverty of those that are suffering. Jazakum khair Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu to our Mufti Ibrahim Smith. And yes, sir, people, keep it locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful broadcasting. Lovely Nasheed interspersed. Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand.